stand and defend the fundamental rights of all parents to raise their children and firmly believe children belong to their families, not the state, not the teachers, the teachers union, or any other bureaucrat. I invite you to visit our website, parentsrightsined.org. Sign up to receive our news alerts. If you're interested in making a difference in your local area, you can begin right away. Parents' Rights in Education has a free, turnkey, grassroots opportunity. And we're looking for parents in every school district to join our efforts. Visit our page on the website titled, Join Us. Fill out the information there, then take a look at the chapter affiliation agreement. All you need to do is fill it out, sign, and return to us. Once received and processed, you will be contacted. That's it. Together, we will stop the erosion of parents' rights in education. Hey guys, thanks for joining me today. I'm going to be spending a little bit of time promoting uh, Parents' Rights in Education Month. This is gigantic, and especially because of the National School Board Association and the National Education Association, arm in arm against parents. So today I created a video, and I'm going to attach the link in our show notes, and I hope you will share it around. We encourage everyone to go to their school boards. Everybody, call, you know, call all your friends all over the country. If you're on Facebook, promote it. If you if you send out emails, attach that link in your email and um, give the appropriate links that I have shared with you in the show notes. We need to go to our school boards and declare Parents' Rights in Education Month, November. Ask them, challenge them to to pass this proclamation, okay? Affirming parents' rights to be involved in the education of their children. Um, the following is the recording from the video. Here we go. Hi, I'm Suzanne Gallagher, and I'm the Executive Director of Parents' Rights in Education. And this is November. November is Parents' Rights in Education Month. Since 2019, our organization has celebrated November, Parents' Rights in Education Month. Parents today care about curriculum. They care about the state and district policies infringing on their rights to make decisions about and with their minor children. The government has infringed upon those rights, and it's time. It's time to reestablish, to restore parents' rights. The National School Board Association and the National Education Association have made it clear, haven't they? They do not want parents' opinions. In fact, they don't think parents know how to raise their children, and the state can do it better. Well, if we have anything to do about that, it is not going to happen, is it? We always suspected that was their attitude toward parents, often leading them in a dance that we call the bureaucratic shuffle, thinking there will be resolution, but there never is. You know, that's not how our country was built. That's not, not how it's supposed to be. The American family has always been considered the smallest unit of government and encouraged parents to be responsible for their children's welfare and care. And the school system was to support the families 
in that endeavor to raise their children to be responsible citizens. Well, parents have had it. They're fed up with their local school boards lying to them, and they are done with the indoctrination and promotion of anti-American theologies. They are done with sexualization of their children and counselors talking to them behind their backs about life-changing decisions. They will not stand for schools making medical decisions for their minor children, period. So first things first, we all know that not all districts, not all boards, and not all administrators, and certainly not all teachers are the same. So this is why the proclamation affirming parents' rights in education must be passed by every school board in every school district across the land. Our proclamation is simple. We're asking school boards, who do you represent? Do you represent the parents? Will you work with us? Will you listen to us? Will you help us? The proclamation establishes an understanding between school districts and their communities that parents have a seat at the table, that they are important. We must work together to raise our children. And there is a role for the school and there's a role for the parent. Those who pass this will be applauded by the community and supported. And those who refuse will be voted out of office as is the law of the land. That is how we do things here in the United States of America. It's a win-win for everyone. It's time to reestablish parents' rights in education. Visit our website, parentsrightsined.org, and click on the Parents' Rights in Education Month icon on the homepage. It's all there. Instructions, the proclamation, everything you need. Let's get this done. So thank you so much for your support in this endeavor to really uh, participate in action that will change things in our public schools. Now, I want to turn the corner a little bit and share a story with you uh, that I read uh, on our Oregon Facebook page recently. And it is just so typical, an example of a situation with a parent in the public schools today. The mom who submitted this article is Abigail Marie Eckert. And she and her family live in the Salem-Kaiser School District in Oregon. That's the capital city in Oregon. She says this, On Wednesday night, I made an attempt to bring an olive branch to our superintendent and the chair of Salem-Kaiser School Board. At the August 10th school board meeting, I was grossly, verbally, assaulted in a very racial and disgusting attack for being Mexican-American. I sent multiple emails to the superintendent, board directors involved, and heard no response. It wasn't until 
I threatened a formal complaint? Did I get seriously? Did I get taken seriously? My husband, myself, and my three children met with these two at the district office. And she's talking about the superintendent and the president of the school board. I explained my complaint and my concerns about the increasing violence by youth at our board meetings. I was dismissed by the chair who became defensive. I was dismissed by the chair who became defensive at the very sight of my at the very sight of my white husband. Now he sat taking notes. She's talking about the chair now. He sat taking notes of everything I said so that he could dismiss and negate my experience while accusing me and other parents of doing the same. See the hypocrisy here? He claimed to have no relationship with the youth who have hijacked school board meetings, threatened and harassed parents, including my seven-year-old daughter. For her safety, we took her out of public school. She continues, These same youth have gone as far as to harass Director Bethel at her residence. Now, this is another director, a more conservative director on the school board. Label three board members as white supremacists and then made calls on their social media to Antifa-affiliated groups to come and disrupt board meetings. Several local businesses, including the Freckled Bee in Push Fitness Salem, have also made public statements calling for activists to disrupt meetings and push parents out of the building. I'm trying to bring awareness to the gross and defiant behavior of our school's young people, the complete disrespect for parents, and the dangerous agenda being pushed by our board chair. Looks like he needs to be replaced. After an hour-long conversation, no apologies were given by the chair. As we walked away from the meeting, he aggressively suggested in front of our three children that we were privileged and needed to read the book, White Fragility. I am not white. I am a person of color and a mother of a special education student. The chair did not have a problem with these young people and their organization calling me a white supremacist. This is how people of color are treated by our district when they don't agree with their narrative. We are called derogatory and offensive names, defamed all over the internet, and our family's safety is threatened. All for speaking up. To think this all started because I was concerned about my son's ability to breathe in a mask all day. If you have a student in Salem-Kaiser schools, please consider attending our board meetings to see for yourself what our district leaders are wasting our children's time on. 
Now, her writing that took a lot of guts, actually, because she put it out there on a public Facebook group. Obviously, this district is upside down, and they are using other people's minor children to create a an environment of violence, hate, and discrimination, all in the name of anti-racism. Think about the hypocrisy that's going on. Uh, there is absolutely no sense to any of this, and it's got to stop. It's got to stop. We cannot allow it. What should they do? Well, I think they should recall, for sure, the chairman of the board. I have a report from another parent who attended uh, a most recent school board meeting since this one that this woman was reporting on in August. So this was actually the October board meeting held last week. Apparently, there was a large group of outsiders that came to attend that meeting. They came on a on a bus, and they were ushered into the meeting space before all of the the residents of the school district. So by the time the residents arrived, the residents and parents who had something to say at the meeting, uh, there was very little space left for them to be seated. This is not unusual in the state of Oregon. I have seen it before. We need to recall the board chair. Now there's a lot of good coming out of all of this activity by board members, uh, by citizens, by superintendents. And it's showing parents and members of the community what is actually going on. And this is all good, you guys. We are going to see major changes taking place. And I hope a lot of it will be directed uh, at the uh, dissolution of the National School Board Association. That means uh, school board members leaving the school board associations in their states and the National Education Association teachers leaving that union and not giving any more money to the union. They don't need to be in that union. They can form a small negotiating organization within every school district uh, that is designed to uh, represent the local teachers, and they can then negotiate with the school boards. One thing that you need to keep in mind is that school boards determine who they will negotiate with. They do not have to negotiate with the NEA style unions that are set up in most states. Anyway, have a fun Halloween and uh, we'll talk again next week. We'd love to have you join us. Please fill out the form on our website called Join Us. Oh, and one last thing. Would you be willing to support us financially? We are 501c3 tax deductible nonprofit organization. And that means that you can take a tax deduction for any amount you give. I encourage you to join the 12 by 12 club. That's $12 a month for 12 months. If you do that, you will receive a complimentary parent guide 
as long as supplies last. Go to our website, parentsrightsined.org, and click on the Donate button. Thanks so much for joining us and helping us do what we do here. This is Suzanne Gallagher, and this is Parents' Rights Now.